the morning. Fourth one. This is Boogie in the morning. So today, <laughs> the stat is 28% of food delivery drivers admit that they've eaten some of your food before they drop it off at your house. It could mm-hmm. be just one or two chips, maybe a prawn cracker. The pepperoni, uh, that slice of pepperoni that's mysteriously gone missing from, from the, the top, top of, of your pizza. pizza. That yeah. was the driver. It was the driver what did it. 28% of food delivery drivers do that. And that, you know what, I'm not surprised really when you think about it. So we're asking today um, for you to tell us something that we wouldn't know that goes on at your work. So we need to know like what you do, where you work, and um, what goes on behind the scenes. John's in Edinburgh. What are you saying, John? Well, when I was a student some years ago, working in a well-known supermarket, doing home deliveries, often I witnessed the, the store manager splitting... Well, people maybe put an order in for organic vegetables and there was none available, so she would open up feed-packed vegetables, just non-organic, and be, put them in the packaging as organic vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> So if you ordered organic vegetables on your on your supermarket delivery and they didn't have any available, they would just substitute them with the, the GM ones. It's fine. It's all fine. I'm shocked. There you go. They won't know now they've got organic vegetables. Yeah, right. Well, there you go. Thank you, John. Have a great day. Thank you. Catherine in Falkirk. What are you saying, Catherine? I used to be a nurse. Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't know if we want to know the secrets oh, no. of nursing. <laughs> and we used to wait until we were on night shift and we worked a geriatric ward and we used to put the auxiliaries under the cover and phone the porter and see if we had someone that died. And when he got down to the mortuary, we used to jump out on him. <gasps> no! <Hey! laughs> oh! Well, you know, you've got to keep it a wee bit light-hearted, don't you, in these kind of circumstances? <laughs> oh, night shift. That's a bit twisted, if I'm being honest, isn't it? That's mad. So you get one of the, one of the auxiliaries would just lie there and just have to lie dead still, if you excuse yeah. the pun, and uh, and the porter would come up and just as they got to the mortuary, they'd be like, <laughs> Yeah. We had one guy went off in a sick for six months after. <laughs> <laughs> Signed off with stress, no doubt. <laughs> Wow. I see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Catherine! Oh, Catherine! Catherine! Oh. I, I mean, you're you're an angel for being a nurse, but you're a devil. That's oh, you fantastic. Have to keep your, you need to, you need yeah. to. You gotta do something to pass the time, haven't you? Brilliant. Oh, definitely. All right, great call. Thank you, Catherine. Oh, Bye. Bye. Roddy says, if you put fragile on your parcel. It doesn't get handled any differently to any other parcel. The only point in which greater care might be taken is with the final delivery person. <gasps> you oh. know, can I just say that used to I used to be at the airport and that used to happen with the baggage handlers. You knew as soon as you put fragile on a bag, uh oh, it's gonna get chucked. Now Joe's got another one because Joe used to be a virgin air hostess. <laughs> You you worked on the long haul flights um, for Virgin and you were one of the air hostesses, air stewards. And um, you've told us something that they used to do at night. So if it was an overnight flight. Now, listen, if you're going on a flight, quite a long flight that flies overnight. The next time you will you will think about this the next time you do this. What did you used to do? We used to turn up the heating on a night flight so that everyone would fall asleep. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. That's genius. I thought it was kind to them. I didn't know that planes had heating. Yeah. 
yeah. Well, of course they have. Yeah, I mean, of course, yeah. Yeah. Of course yeah. they have. So just, you know, crank it up a few notches. Everyone got a wee bit sleepy and they'd fall asleep. And they'd fall asleep because obviously on an overnight flight, you want everybody to be asleep because that makes your job a doddle. 100%. <laughs> That's brilliant. I love yeah. that. So the next time you're on a night flight and you get sweat on, <laughs> that's the reason that's why yeah that totally. is absolutely why i love these uh, this is from Anne, anonymous Anne anonymous <laughs> yeah. yes she's been popular this she morning. has yes. um she says i used to work in a very well-known spa and if we ever ran out of the very expensive mud wrap we used to just use mud from the gardens <laughs> Are you kidding me? People would pay 90 quid to get covered in garden mud. <laughs> oh, Jean, we're out of mud. It's all right, I've got my spade. I'll be, I'll be back now. I'm just away at the back. Oh, you'd be raging that if you found out. That is fantastic. So so girls especially, I mean, guys do it as well, but mostly yeah. girls, right? The next time yeah. you go to the spa and you get one of those expensive mud packs. Your face starts sprouting. <laughs> <laughs> Just check it for worms. Yeah. We're asking what goes on at your work that people would never know yeah. um, until you start working there and then you be like, behind the scenes, you're like, oh my God, does that actually happen? Uh, Catherine, uh, who was the nurse from Falkirk, who says that, um, you know, in the night shift, They'd get people to pretend to be bodies and and the porter would come up to take them to the morgue and then they'd jump out. <laughs> which, <laughs> which I thought we'd never break. We'd never beat that story. Yeah. That's the best story ever. Yeah. But now on the phone, we've got Linda. Hello, Linda. Hiya, how you doing? All right, Linda didn't want to give her real name. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you used to work, Linda? Uh, it was a nightclub in Basque, but it was a rather big nightclub. Yeah, okay. Um, and we had uh, a, a big gig booked with a, a quite a big star, um, and the, there was 3,000 tickets sold for it, and uh, the actual star decided they weren't going to come um, to the gig about two and a half hours before the, the everybody was due to come Right, in. so everybody had to get their money back, right? Yes, we, we didn't know what to do, and the lighting engineer came out and said, I know, nobody knows what this guy looks like. Why don't I just dress up as him and I'll put a, he had a keyboard and a, like a, a little African hat. He says, we can stick him in the VIP area with loads of smoke and nobody will see it. Um, we'll play along to the CD and, uh, and it worked a treat. <laughs> you faked a gig in a nightclub for an, <laughs> uh, an artist who sold 3,000 tickets? I think, yeah, it was about three. It was but a, nobody yeah, knew who he, what he looked like? Nobody knew who? what he looked like. So it was like a we, DJ? Who was it? Can you say it? Uh, Dario G. Dario G. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, we, we would have probably given the money back, but it was a charity gig, and the guy, the guy was supposed to be there. Uh, as a, and it was, all the tickets were sold. For a yeah, in fairness, you're in a nightclub in Bathgate at two o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah. You've had a couple of drinks. Nobody knows what Dario G looks exactly. like. Oh, exactly. So you might as well fake it. Come out of line up. By the way, I, I have spoken to people since. The gig and um, they said, "Oh, they used to work in such." I said, "Oh, I mean that. I just can you remember a Dario G gig? Oh, aye, that was a great night." <laughs> <laughs> and you just played a CD. That's right, Linda. That's a great call. Thanks for phoning. Wow, no problem. Bye. <laughs>